0: today on lockdown Red Wings Detroit responds in a great way after losing to the Sabres on Monday they come out winning three to one against the Washington Capitals their first regulation win against the capitals since 2015. <laughs> Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. Where the game starts, Scotty's the host of over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist at the Detroit News, and I am a podcast producer for the Daily J. And Scotty, I said it in the cold open, but man, first regulation win against the Washington Capitals since 2015. I believe the broadcast said it was 12-0-1 in favor of the Capitals in that span. It might have been 13-0-1. I can't remember if it was a 12 or a 13. But that one regulation loss the Capitals had was obviously the Dylan Larkin overtime winner early in last season since 2015, I believe that was Dylan Larkin's rookie season. So they haven't beaten the capitals in regulation since Dylan Larkin was a rookie.
1: They couldn't lose on 97 night baby no they couldn't. They couldn't lose on 97 night. That was cool too before we get into like the game itself. It was super cool to see everybody back. That I was it was great. They were they were interviewing players throughout the game and, and they mentioned, you know, the fact that some of these dudes haven't been back in Detroit in ten, fifteen years, and a lot you know, a handful of these guys haven't uh, haven't been in LCA yet and, and all that. So to see them come back and get the reception that they got is is awesome. Also is does Scotty Bowman age? He, he is great. the best looking ninety year old I've ever seen in my life. Goodness gracious, dude!
0: Yeah, like when he, wa- I was because I was honestly expecting a lot worse because I hadn't seen him in forever. I knew his, he looks his fantastic, age. and they like he, they talk to him and he sounds like he's like all theirs. Like it, it was ah
1: man. hope to be breathing at 90 he's like just still he's still kicking it they talk to some of the players they're like yeah he just still just watches hockey every day like he's still just a hockey guy like scotty b man what a legend
0: i remember when they were interviewing uh they showed a little bit of the interview between him and mickey redmond he said like we talked for like two hours i'm like that is insane good for scotty man Greatest hockey head coach in all time of all time eight stanley cups as head coach insane even more as a front office executive once you count his time with the chicago blackhawks dude's a dude's a hockey genius. Um, so good. Yeah. It was great to see all those people back. Um, so going back to the game against the Washington capitals, the red wings, honestly, overall, I thought the capitals outplayed the cat, uh, the red wings in this game and it's reflected in the, the, the shot totals. Uh, the expected goals for percentage, the capitals had the edge and, but, the Red Wings responded nicely, kept the game close. so especially, and that's number one thing we got to talk about in terms of individual players. But the Red Wings responded nicely after the game against the Sabres. They didn't necessarily come out and dominate like I was hoping they were would, but they played a much more solid, complete game and held close to a team that's pretty dang good. I mean, they were the last team in the playoffs last year for sure. It's going to be a fight for them to get in there again, but definitely a, another another team that is a playoff contender by the end of the season. And, you know, you, you might, you might've considered this a stolen win from the Washington capitals, but if it, it still feels really good, man,
1: it feels really good. Yeah. No, this is, a, I mean, this is a, a, playoff team. This is a team that when you and I were doing our, our preseason, you know, uh, like rankings breakdown, Like, I think we both had as, as fringe playoff teams that are kind of like last in or first out, um, area teams. Yeah. Like this is a, this is a good squad. And this is again, because of the, again, I I don't want to, I don't know if I want to use the word gauntlet, but because of the tough schedule that they had after that devil's game uh, on that, they're just kind of in the midst of right now. I I think this is a, we talked about it yesterday. This was a really important game. This was a, a, as, as vital as a November game could be like, obviously nothing in November is truly, I guess, like must win, but, uh, about as must-win as a game can be on November 3rd. Um, and and they really took care of business. I, I thought there's still a lot to clean up, and there's still a lot that that we can talk about on the negative side of things. But this was a, a much closer game. They played them really tight. They played them really well. And, uh, and, and yeah, they took advantage of opportunities. And then, you know, Billy Huso was unbelievable.
0: Oh, I mean, he gets number one star for sure. I, I didn't actually look at who the three stars were in this game, but if it wasn't Philly really Huso, I'd be ins- incredibly surprised because he made, what, 31 of 32 possible saves yeah. and which gives him a save percentage of 972. It just helps solidify him as, at least for the time going forward. It was the 920 number... and it went up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for the time, going, the time being going forward, he is at least the number one goaltender. I mean, yeah, we talked oh, yeah. about it. In what Tuesday's episode about who the goaltender should be. And we agreed that it should be Huso going forward because he started the season pretty well. Ned's struggling, and Ned struggled mightily on Monday. Then Husso comes out against a good Washington Capitals team in a game of the Capitals at five on five outplayed you and stood on his head. There were so many times where he just fundamentally he is such a solid goaltender. He doesn't overcommit. He doesn't um you know go, you know. Exert too much effort. What's the word? And I can't figure out the adjective I'm trying to use, but overcommit's commits a good enough term to start with, but he doesn't overcommit on plays. He doesn't lateral too far to either side. And he it's reads where that aggressive. puck's he's not overly aggressive. Thank you. And he reads where that puck's going so well. He saved three or four shots. And remember the opposing team had Alexander Ovechkin who did score the lone goal, but there are many of other opportunities that he did stone Ovi in this game so I mean you don't win this game if Huso's not in that I think number one that's where we got to start
1: yeah 100% and and like you said I I think the biggest takeaway is just that this is his net and Ned will well you know his net doesn't mean you know you you don't have dudes that are starting you know 70 games anymore like his net doesn't mean he's going to be out there literally every game Ned's still going to get plenty of opportunities but I, I think that this is yeah uh, until proved otherwise and we have to go with the nebs and flow of the season which they will certainly do without a doubt in my mind but for the time being yeah it's definitely Huso's net.
0: Yeah and I absolutely deservedly so in this he game in stellar. fact.
1: Like he he looked he phenomenal. So, so there were so many high danger opportunities that that uh I mean he got a a stick on one, he got a uh glove side pad on one. I mean he was he was all over he had a couple of really good pokes. I mean, he was he was the man tonight. He really was sensational.
0: Oh, in all scenarios considered, uh, he went eight for eight on saves and high danger scoring. Uh, there you go. Uh, high, high danger shot Can't uh, get any areas. better than that. No, you literally cannot. He, I mean, just you got to give him at least three out of four starts going forward. That one being like a break for him because you got to ride that hot hand. And if this team's trying to compete, you know, you should, with how this team's defense is. They're struggling to produce a lot of shots in recent games, you're gonna need a goalie who can steal you games. And yeah. he's given you that ability every stretch, every step of the way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and we'll talk about the defense in front of him and whatnot. But um, you know, he, he got peppered and, and had quite a few high danger opportunities and, and still
0: still still was great. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about two. The other big thing in this game is that obviously, like I was saying, the Red Wings got pretty outplayed at five on five, not pretty outplayed. It was close. It was a lot closer than it was, but the Capitals had the edge um, in Corsi shots, total Fenwick um, in every single period. The third period, the Red Wings did have the edge in quality shot attempts. So I think it was like 51%. I have it up here. Uh, Let me scroll down to that bad boy. Uh, at five on five, the Red Wings had a 51.51%, expected goal four percentage in the third period. That just means that their shot attempts are of higher quality than the Washington Capitals. But overall, throughout the game, I think that it was reflected on the score sheet, what I saw on the ice, where the Capitals kind of had the edge in the first period. Second period came along, and they I thought they pretty much dominated the second. Uh, but then the third period, it was a much closer game, and that—that's just how I saw it throughout the entire game. And that just reiterates, you know, the problems that we've seen with this team so far is that at five on five, you know, they struggle to produce offense, break out of the zone, break into the zone, and then also the defense struggles in its own end, picking up guys and uh, taking away lanes. With the exception yeah. of there was somebody on Alex Ovechkin like the whole game, <laughs> but-
1: right? Yeah, there's still a lot of defensive work to clean up. I, I think that there there was a couple it's almost like it comes and goes in waves. There was a couple of like m- 5 minute long stretches multiple like 5 minute long stretches in this game where it just felt like the puck was in our zone for the entirety of it. And yeah. Uh you, you know, you have guys going on like 2 minute, 2:15, two 2:30 two long shifts because they can't get the puck out of their own zone and uh, then Huso just has to just has to glove it and get on top of it because there's just no end in sight, and mm-hmm. so I, I think that that is will continue to be kind of the biggest point of emphasis going forward. And and they have proven several times already this season that they can win games in spite of those happening. They did it mm-hmm. uh, the first game against New Jersey. They did it tonight, really. Like they they have shown that they have the ability to be a good enough hockey team to overcome that, but let's not like put ourselves behind the eight ball. Like let's 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 not try and let's not have to win in spite of bad defense. Like let's just tighten it up and and have a good all-around unit
0: well in that defense and that five-on-five play um is one thing and they, they the reasons they've won games in the past is because of good goaltending which we've talked about and good special teams which we'll talk about in segment two right but before we can get to that i gotta talk to you guys today about bet online BetOnline.net is your number one source for uh football and the start of the new basketball season find all of the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth Analysis on every game, and as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. With live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. online where the game starts. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty, the power play and penalty kill showed up and showed up in a big way in this game, and we talked about that yesterday that the Washington Capitals were playing like a middle-of-the-pack team in pretty much every facet. They still had very strong offense. They still had good defense, and they had really good goaltending. Darcy Kemper came into this game. He was the starter. He's off to a hot start. And their power play and penalty kill sat squarely at 15th in the league, so almost dead in the middle in terms of both special teams. And you came out there with a power play and penalty kill, penalty kill, what I think one spot higher at 14th and a power play that was at 22nd and those two things came out and it took it, it beat theirs and that's how you won this game on the back of good goaltending. A power play goal by Lucas Raymond tied it up. His third third goal in three games. He had two two games ago and then one in this one. One of those in the last game was on the power play. So let's start there. Let's talk about Lucas Raymond and let's talk about the power play because the team went as a whole. I think they had what three power play opportunities or was it just the two. Uh, They had three power play opportunities and one goal in this game. And this power play, man, they don't score as much as I think they should be. And we've talked about that a lot, too, that the Red Wings power play typically moves the puck very well. gets a lot of opportunities, Dominic Kubelik, um, but doesn't really convert a whole lot. But when it converts, man, it comes together. And this was one of those goals. Uh, This was one of those games where the... Lucas Raymond goal was a beautiful feed that came from Kubelik cross trees that came cross zone from a, another red wing. And it was just a nice tic-tac-toe pass. And they've perfected the art of drawing the defenseman in towards the guy at the puck to clear up that lane, to go across the ice together. Guy, Dominic Kubelik had three or four opportunities in this game, another fan on the shot or she missed wide, which is just that that's the give and take of Dominic Kubalique. when he hits the net, it's going in, but God forbid he hits he the net. He
1: had a couple <laughs> of that. I mean, they, they weren't necessarily competitive, but he had a couple mm-hmm. that just went, yeah, right in the gut.
0: But in that in that particular instance, he went cross to Lucas Raymond. It was a little yeah. in front of him, so he played it off his skate and was able to corral it to bury it. I mean, this power play has shown a lot more creativity and has just looked a lot better than it has last year. Don't let the conversion rate fool you.
1: It, yeah, for sure. And, and I'll, I'll reiterate what I said earlier this week where, like, you know, I think – there's a step in development that involves converting on good opportunities. I think that that's a a progression, but at the same time, you are starting to see, um, I mean, in this game, even in spite of the fact that the last, well, three of the last five games now have been really brutal. You're still seeing a lot more competent power play product, certainly than you saw last season. And that's at least a, a good sign. And I would like to see them convert more for sure. I think we all would. But even on opportunities they're missing in this game, even, uh, even on opportunities they missed, there was still some, some good possessions and whatnot. And that's at least nice to see. And, and so t- t- on the other end, took some bad penalties, I thought. Penalty kill yeah. kind of stepped up um, as, a, as a unit in this game. But
0: Speaking of penalties, how did Lucas Raymond get a penalty there? When Kuznetsov got in his face and literally grabbed his head, and Lucas Raymond, showing the most composure I've ever seen out of an NHL athlete, just did not even lay a finger on him. And they took them both. I hate with a passion. I hate hate this.
1: Yeah, I I just hate the, like, one goes, they both have to go roughing
0: crap. Hate's a strong word, and I know I use it a lot in a hyperbolic fashion, but this is an instance when I say hate, I mean hate. Because exactly what you just said, that whole mentality of— it, when there's, like, two guys going at it and there's a scuffle, you take them both. Lucas Raymond literally did not want to draw a penalty there because he knew his team was going on the power play and he knew his team had possession on a delayed penalty. Who's yeah. nets off and kind of smartly, I will give him some credit, even though he's a scumbag in this game, because he, he was very dirty in this game. Um, He very smartly... Shippy. He very smartly got in that scuffle to have the whistle blown. But it was still an instance where, like, he should have gotten... The only penalty I did Lucas Raymond because they want to take them both because the refs are scared to call the game as they see it because then they're scared of being called bias. If they take them both, there's no bias there. It's just BS. Call the penalties as you see them. Lucas Raymond did nothing wrong. And it, I mean, it could have been a five on three for the Red Wings if they had called that straight, which would have been huge. Now, Red Wings won in the end, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. But if they had a loss because of that, or not because of that, but, you know, with addition of that, I would have been a lot more furious. So, refs, stop. Doing rough things, just call the game. Just, Stop just doing rough game. things. There you go. You but you know what I mean. um Red Wings penalty kill in this game. Scotty came up huge, big, absolutely real big. huge. They the Capitals went oh for four in this game, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that they were very smart in stifling Ovechkin and his shooting lane. Like you, everyone knows he's going to sit in that left circle. I saw on one power play. Two blocked shots and an intercepted pass, all meant to go to OV. They knew that the Capitals' game plan is to get that puck to Alexander Ovechkin and let him rip it. <laughs> Correct. Mort Sutter blocked a shot, got off the ice, came back on the ice like 30 seconds later. Got that dog in him. It was he was absolutely phenomenal, and the Red Wings were absolutely phenomenal at, at keeping an eye on him and then just killing a penalty kill in, in general. I mean, and that's why we talk about it, Scotty. To win these types of games, you've got to perform well on the special teams because that is, like you said, you win in spite of your weaknesses. That's what this team's going to have to do a lot this year until they can get that five-on-five system that Lone's trying to implement into place and have it run smoothly. They're winning in spite of their flaws. They're winning because the power play has been so much improved, which is to a credit to Lalonde. I'm not trying to say that the five on five isn't succeeding because Lalonde, the power play is also succeeding because of Lalonde, and the penalty kill is also succeeding because of Lalonde and his coaching staff. So the weaknesses and the strengths that we've seen this, thus far are all part of the process of this team growing. We saw it crumble on Monday, and we saw it come to a head today, where the five on five play might not have been perfect, The power play, penalty kill, and goaltending was all phenomenal, and it led them to a three one win in a game they usually probably wouldn't have won because they got outplayed at most points.
1: Yeah, no, and and I really do want to give the penalty kill a ton of credit because I thought that it looked really solid in this one. And, um, again, we, we've seen games like the Bruins game especially. We, we've seen a lot of games lately where the penalty kill has kind of gotten shelled, especially after a hot start, which is really was discouraging, and it's nice to see that they can go up against a, a – good team like this is a this is a good hockey team and that we're facing and uh yeah it was it was really solid and I thought it really highlighted a a very outside of you know still the issues that remain on defense I think that this was one of the better all-around games that they've played in
0: a minute well let's not I mean obviously the Red Wings won in this game that's phenomenal um but let's not also just bag on the defense as a whole while there's still a lot left to be the, the our point we're trying to make is that there are still things that need to improve. They played a much improved game this this game tonight yeah. or last night by the time you're listening to this, but um, and it's it shown. And look at the number of block shots that they had. I mean, they had 20 block shots. Yeah, they, to Washington capital seven for sure. They weren't afraid of it. They played a better defensive game. It's just that it still wasn't perfect in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, um, far but, from perfect. Yeah, it, it, look, it. it
1: I, I'm. Uh, this was a this was a good win. This is a, a much needed win. This was almost a necessary win. I'm amped. This is a, this is a good team performance. It's just this week we talked about like the the reasons that the defense is still struggling and whatnot. And all of those pretty much remained. I don't think any of those really went away. The forward defense was still not very sharp in this one. The blue line was just a blender because the third pairing was such a liability that they just said, you know, forget it. We're just going to the first like half of the game straight up, it was just every person was with a different, um, like a, a different pairing. Was it with a different may it was, it was wild. It was straight up a blender. And I, I, I think that I'm fine with it. Like, I I know that's kind of weird, but like, I was kind of cool with it because something needs to change. Something needs to happen. Let's see if certain guys can play well with certain guys. They haven't got an opportunity yet. Like, sure. Why not? Um, So yeah, my, this was a significantly better performance, a significantly better product than yesterday, but we lost eight to three, like no kidding. A win is going to be better than an eight to three loss, but um, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great win. It's an important win. They they looked better than they've looked in a long time, relatively speaking this season, but those issues still remain. That's all.
0: Well, and so, also the defense obviously taking a step forward in this game while still not looking fantastic is important to note because I, I think the defense was massively helped out by the fact that Michael Rasmussen came back into this game and at 5 on 5 he was a 0.09 expected goals against in this game. He and Philip Zadina led the team in expected goals for percentage and that is solely because their expected goals against in this game were both 0.09 under a tenth of a percentage point in expected goals against. They are both and it was funny is one's a ninth overall pick, one's a sixth overall pick. In, in that range, you expect someone who scores a lot of goals. But defensively, those guys are very sound. Philip Zadina has turned into the complete opposite type of player than what He's we were. Expecting. Really don't, he, he, you know, he had an expected goals four percentage, uh, or expected goals four of point six two. Like it was like third on the team at five on five. So I mean, he continues to just like not score when he could be scoring. But he and Michael Rasmussen have developed a really good defensive games. And I think that goes a long way into this. I mean, every time I saw Philip Zadina in the defensive zone, he was doing something useful. He it's he is a, we do, I mean, we just yeah. talked about it, right? Like it's it's pretty that's a pretty big need for this team at the moment. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, of course. Is it, is it a hot take, Scotty, for me yes. to say and I, I'm kind of like warming up to the idea of that being Philip Zadina's role? Because we have a plethora of scores in the top what, six now. Especially the role? Just like a bottom six defensive forward.
1: Well, what do you okay, what do you mean by is that a hot take?
0: Well, because he was taken sixth overall, so the expectation of him, especially after yeah, okay. so when he wasn't juniors, is, a is it a
1: hot take? At this point in the fan base, no. Like it's yeah. not. I think the fan base is him and Killian Hayes, man, plummeting. Stops plummeting, <laughs> right? But like, but so no, I don't think it's a it's a hot take to say, oh, I think he's going to be a bottom six, but like, could be a plus, like you know, bottom six defensive kind of forward. I don't think that's a very hot take. I do still think that that it is a letdown of expectations. It I is. think that those are two different things. Yeah. Like, no, I think the fan base is pretty much with you. I don't think there's too many people left, at least. That are riding high on the Phillips Adina is going to be a, you know, 30, 35 goal scoring top six forward. But at the same time, I, I also don't think that, uh, or I do think that you can expect that and still understand that that is not living up to expectations.
0: I mean, when he's on the ice, the team just generates more shots for than shots against uh, by a large margin. So it, it's, it's really just. He's going to be one of those guys, one of those first round picks where you look back and go, man, for where he was drafted, you were going to expect more. But I mean, he's been around for like 700 games. He's made a nice little career out of himself. Riley Shahan, kind of not taking nearly as high as Phil Zadina was, but he was the middle of the first round pick. He's made a nice yeah. little career for himself. There was higher expectations because he was a first round pick, and but he's bounced around the league and he's had success, moderate success, wherever he's going. He's like a perfect example. I don't want Philip Zidane to be Riley Shahan. It's a bad comparison. But as far as like, you know, he's, you know, he can make him dig himself a role as a defensive forward on this team. I mean, the team generates more shots for shot attempts for than shot attempts against whenever he's on the ice. He just doesn't score. He's just not the one scoring. I mean, yeah. It's like this I mean, is also on on the bottom six. Yeah he's, he's just such an enigma and he'll continue to be polarizing, but I don't hate the Phils in the defensive game, man. I'm liking it.
1: No, liking no. It. I mean, no one should. It's good. It's been positive. Yeah, absolutely. He's so, been really solid there.
0: Um, We got to go to a, a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish up this conversation on this game and do a quick two game preview. So it's going to be the shortest previews you guys have ever heard in your entire life. As the Red Wings play back to back nights against the Islanders and the Rangers. When we come back, Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, Scotty, we got to talk about Larkin. And we got to talk about Andrew Cop. Andrew Cop got his first career goal as a Detroit Red Wing in this game. In a game that he played pretty well overall. Um, he uh, he obviously got his first goal. It was one of those they don't ask how they ask how many type situations <laughs> where uh, Adam Ernie of all people, who I, I also very hot and Colton Adam Ernie from shift to shift because I love the energy he brings and I love his physicality and he ca- he creates turnovers, but then he also turns the puck over. So I don't know where, where I land with him, but playing like top six minutes these last few uh, games, uh, he fed the puck out front to Andrew Kopp, who just redirected towards the net, went off the stick of Kemper into the net for his first career goal and ended up being the game winner. Dylan Larkin got the secondary assist on that goal, and then he ended up scoring the game winner off of an assist from Andrew Kopp. So, I mean, this is more first about like... goal th- as a Red Wing. Yeah, first career goal is a red wing, which is great. Not his first career goal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was going too fast there. First career goal is a red wing. Um, but I mean, it's great to see that that, that happened for cop. There's really not a lot to break down on that play other than it was a nice feed out front. I'll
1: say I thought cop looked good, kind of all. I mean, that was the we, we've been we talked about his uh, like neutral zone presence and defensive presence all season and how that's kind of been. Keeping his head above water so far. I thought he was pretty. Uh, that was the most aggressive offensively that we've seen from him. And I know that that's easy to say with the the, the two points. But I, I think even uh, if you take away the you know the puck finding the back and then add the assist to Larkin, that was probably the best he looked offensively so far this year. Oh, yeah. So that's a good sign. Hopefully, well, he's
0: been snake bitten too. He's had a lot of good opportunities. He just had a struggle to finding yeah. the back of so the net. This the preseason. Working.
1: A lot of people pointed it out. So, or you know, right.
0: So, but, for Dylan Larkin though we talked about it a little bit the other day, but now he's got 13 points in 10 games. I'm so sick and tired of seeing this rhetoric on the internet. And I, I, I admitted I was wrong about this last year. People continue to say Larkin's not a one C he's at over a point per game for the second time in his career, starting the season. Obviously he fell beneath the point per game last season, just shy of a career high after he sustained his injury, but he's off to another hot start. He's now at 13 points in 10 games. When can we lay this Dylan Larkin's not a one C rhetoric to rest, man. Um, like at what point? What is ha- what has to happen?
1: Honestly, I think that will always be there until they have postseason success. That's fair. And I'm that's not fair. saying that's where I stand, but I'm saying that I think that rhetoric will exist until there is somewhat sustained and or legitimate playoff success to be honest with you.
0: No, I mean that's that's really fair, but I mean he's just been Last season and so far this season, he's been the highest producing forward on the Detroit Red Wings. And he leads the way. Well, I mean, a lot of times he leads yeah. the way in the energy and the momentum by getting the scoring started most nights. I mean, he is just – he had another goal in this game that got overturned because of a questionable goalie interference call. Nah. He's just – there was a little bit of an argument to be made. I think in the end, if they would have ch- challenged it, it would have gotten – it would have been goalie interference still, but he was a little, Toronto shoved a little bit.
1: There, there's certainly an argument. Like, what is he supposed to do? But at the same time, that is like the textbook definition of goalie interference. Yeah, <laughs> so. pushed into him,
0: but it, you know, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good.
1: Kind of a, just a rock and a hard place situation. Yeah.
0: yeah. But he's just so good, man. So good.
1: Yeah, he is. Absolutely.
0: Um, okay. Game preview time. Red Wings play oh. Saturday at one o'clock against the New York Islanders. I think, is that That's game 98 at- night, right? That's 98 night. And that game's at home. Then they go to New York to play the Rangers at 5 o'clock on Sunday. Why they did a home – they the Islanders at home to play the All Rangers on the road, the I teams. don't know. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, saying? that's weird. It, it's weird. but the So the New York Islanders, after a slow starter off to the races, they're currently up, as of recording this, they're up 4-2 with less than 10 minutes left in the third period on the St. Louis Blues. So if they win this game, they'll be 7-4-0. Um, just riding a hot streak. Like you wouldn't believe Lane Lambert as their new head coach has continued that Barry Trotz, uh, mantra of just defensive minded offense. And it's paying off Brock Nelson, 11 points in 10 games, Matthew Barzell, 10 and 10, Anders Lee, 10 and 10. They're getting offense all over the place. Um, looking at the goaltending, they've got solid goaltending and Elias Sorkin, who I thought last year was going to really come alive. This year has really come alive. A uh, 935 save percentage in seven games played and their backup and Simone Varlamov has a 907 save percentage. So they got good goaltending, they play a good defensive game, and they got offense coming from all different angles right now. They're gonna be a tough team to beat, and it just continues the tough stretch for the Detroit yeah. Red Wings.
1: They also have a phenomenal goalie situation currently going on in that, as you kind of alluded to there. But yeah, I mean, just looking at like team <laughs> stats, right? They are 6th in the NHL in goals scored a game and 3rd in least amount of goals against a game. So there you go. I mean yeah. they're they talking about a, about so far this season, a top 6 offense and a top 3 defense on on the same squad. That's a tough that's a tough opponent and again, it just adds to this really tough stretch the wings are going through right now and that's why this this caps game was so important to get two out of
0: they're also third in the league on penalty kill with a 94.1% success rate. The only, yeah. only weakness they have is on the power play where they rank 29th. So I guess the key to success in this game is take a lot of penalties. They can't score that way. Wow. Well, <laughs> let's let's, let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they're, they're a really well-rounded team right now. And this, is the, this right now is the Islanders team I expected last year because sure. they... Two years ago they were really good. It made a deep run in the playoffs. Last year they just fell apart. A lot of it had to do with injuries, but this season they're finally climbing back to where they were as like the one tried and true just defensive mass. They're like, there's so few teams in the league that play so good of defense that they win games like more than they don't. Like a lot yeah. of times you have to accompany that defense with offense. They're getting good Especially offense. Again, they have three the players
1: played today. Just yeah.
0: In it's just an offensive game, but they play such a suffocating defensive game. It's really worked out for them. So I mean, if you want to win that game, I mean, I think it, it, there's not really any like one thing the Red Wings can target. We talked about that with the Washington Capitals, but even more so right now at the Islanders, the Islanders are doing, everything else well like or everything the thing the same things that the capitals were doing well but even better so far with the exception of the power play so you just gotta come out and play even better better than you did against the capitals if you want to win that game.
1: Yeah absolutely and then you know the, the Rangers right after that's a uh team I, look man I I guess they're first
0: in the metro division right now so that's yeah, a tough doubleheader.
1: For sure. And I, I'm a big fan of what the Rangers have cooking as far as like roster construction over there we kind of talked about it going into the season they have a a really really talented young nucleus that just keeps growing every season it seems like I'm a big fan of them they'll be in the postseason I I mean this is this is tough man that's tough And, and they they are not uh necessarily setting the world on on fire offensively like the Islanders kind of are at the moment but um that's a that's a darn good hockey team and it's a tough back to back it's a tough home and home it's all tough
0: yeah i mean then their power play and penalty kill is right in the middle of the league as well between i think that's 15th and 12th for power play and penalty kill respectively so they're you know tough to play against on special teams as well i mean this is there is no easy solution that we can target um as Red Wings fans, to say this is what the Red Wings have to do to win, what you have to do to win is just outplay the other team. There's no X factor, there's no magical solution. I mean, if you want to talk about players, I mean, it could just be like, oh Andrew Copp continues to get hot and maybe that carries us to a win, but it's gonna take a complete game. You're gonna need Villy Huso because you know what Nadogavic is gonna get one of those starts. So you probably go net and net against the Islanders to give Huso the immediate next night off or the this yeah. betw- another more time between his next start. Off and then go against the Rangers with Billy Huso. I mean, that's really the only question mark is who starts in those games. And I imagine, like I said, Nadelkovich, then Huso.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued on which one will get which game, but yeah.
0: I mean, it could they'll go either play. way. I, I they'll, they'll both play because it's a back to back. That's just really what it comes down to. They're just, it's going to be a tough weekend. And I think that this weekend, and we've been saying it a lot the last few days. But this weekend's gonna say a lot about what this team's goals are, not goals, but motivation level is to try and succeed this year. Because these are legitimate opponents, guys. Legitimate opponents, not fringe opponents like the Capitals are and like some people are saying the Wild are this year, but legitimate opponents in the Islanders and the Rangers. So if you go one and right. one this year and the loss isn't a blowout, not this year, this weekend, it's pretty damn good weekend. Agreed. So all right. Any final thoughts?
1: Um, I don't think so. We ball.
0: Radical. All right. Don't ever we'll do back. that. Again. <laughs> radical. Oh, radical, dude. Uh, we'll <laughs> be back on Monday with two game recaps. Uh, so stay tuned for that same time, same place. It's your bet team, online every game. You didn't do that last uh, last night, by the way. I hope you realize that.
1: What?